get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Character and Smallman here on 101 ESPN. I'm Michelle Smallman. Randy Character is out today. He's playing golf. Hopefully the weather holds up for him today. But Dan McLaughlin, Danny Mack is in with us all, all morning long in Randy's absence. But let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and talk a little blues hockey. Let's welcome in the voice of the blues, Chris Kerber. You can hear him tonight. Blues and Ducks here on 101 ESPN with the pregame starting at 6 p.m. with Alex Ferrario. And Curbs, are you doing a little construction work while you're on the phone with us? No, just walking down the stairs. Uh, all the kids are virtual upstairs, so uh, this way they, they don't get distracted. Oh well, we appreciate that. Well, the blues, oh, yeah. the blues, yeah, good, good, good old school, still still doing virtual, if you can believe it. Still doing virtual. Amazing. Well, they have to have the finish line coming up pretty soon, right? It's coming. You know what? It's coming up real soon, and uh, I think it's going to be good if, for those of you that know teachers, for those that have kids that, that are in schools, like like Parkway still does virtual every every Monday. So they can contact trace from the weekend things. I, I this school year probably can't end soon enough for everybody involved. I'm sure it's been a rough year. Well, speaking of the finish line, the Blues are getting close. They fall to the Wild four to three in overtime over the weekend, but they pick up a big point in that Honda West Division race. And curves, even though the Blues lost in overtime over the weekend, you have to like the way their game is rounding into form as they head towards the finish line of the regular season. Yeah, you know, I, I've kind of taken the perspective, Michelle, that if. If you looked at a normal season, this would be going into game number 50 tonight, right? So you'd have 32 games to go. And if you start to play like they're playing now, you'd be like, oh, boy, this is you've got some time to get even some more guys healthy and really get going here. Um, so I, I think that's important because, unfortunately, this year is just a 56-game season and it's short. So it has that, that totally different feel. But they are kind of getting going at the right time. And when you look at them picking up points in eight of their last 11 games, You've got wins over Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota to round out the seven wins that you have. And the other game that you picked up points in is again against Minnesota, the last one. So they played really well against the top teams. They put themselves in a really good spot to clinch a playoff spot, which could be as early as Wednesday if they take care of business against Anaheim and just get a little bit of help. So um, they're, they've kind of figured it out at the absolute right time when their backs were against the wall. So if Arizona wins their last four, I think they've got two with L.A. and San Jose, they would finish with 58. The Blues would need six points in seven games. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that, that's yeah, that's that's the math I got too, Dan. And it's, uh, you know, basically you have to play 500. And if Arizona were to win out, bully for them. If uh, to, you have to play 500 hockey to make the playoffs, I don't think that that's too much of a unreasonable ask. And if it works out somehow against you, well, then that's the way it went. But I, I, I think the Blues have put themselves in a, in a really good spot. And the best part is, I guess, it, it, when you just 
try to take the positives out of it. You can't catch any of the three teams ahead of you. So all you're looking for right now is, is, is a combination of six possible points between your wins and Arizona losses. And then at that point, then you switch your focus to knowing you're going to be playing uh, a really good team in the first round. Curbs, are you anticipating Vladimir Tarasenko or Tory Krug being available for the game tonight versus the Ducks? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think there's a chance. I mean, Tory was, was battling through something. They just decided it was time to, to, to give him a break. You know, Vladimir did skate and did go out for the morning skate in the last game, but not quite ready yet. So there's a chance. We won't know for sure until we get to the rink this morning around 10 o'clock when the team hits the ice. But I, I would I would think there's a chance. Now, the flip side is you can look at the competition here, which, boy, I realize when you're picking a poison, you're still, you know, drinking a poison. But, <laughs> you know, if, if you if you look at the competition here, if, if you feel that those guys are kind of banged up, you should be able to play against the Anaheim Ducks uh, with the same lineup you went into the last game against Minnesota with. And so I don't know that there's any real sense of need and urgency to really uh, to, to force the issue if it's not needed, I guess, is the best way to look at it. So the Blues and Ducks pregame is at 6 here on 101 ESPN. How about the power play, uh, Chris? When you, you look at it, it was shut out over the weekend, but they had scored a power play goal in nine straight. Do you look at that as being one of the main differences as to why they may make the playoffs? Yeah, I, I, I think that that's a huge reason. Yeah, you know, and you go back to the beginning of the month of, of, uh, of March, and that was when, you know, that, that was basically when, okay, all hands are on deck. Uh, your, your mash unit is full. The tent is full with injured players. How are you going to do it? And, we, you know, the power play really could make a difference. And it did once or twice, but on the whole, didn't really make much of a difference. Then, then the month of April came. And at the beginning of the month of, of April, the Blues had a power play at 18%, were 24th in the league. They went into the game on May 1st with a power play that's up over 20% and were eighth in the league and had the third best power play on the road. So that's how much of a turnaround that power play did. And the bottom line is they started figuring out, hey, if we get the puck to Mike Hoffman, who can shoot it, uh, where he can one-time it, this could really make a difference. And and I think that was a, a huge, you know, not not revelation, because you all knew that it could bun. It was just they finally had to do it, and they did. So that that was huge, and uh, and and – Absolutely a key reason because if you go back a couple games ago when the Blues are down two nothing, it was the power play that got them into overtime that allowed them to win the game. So with two power play goals, so that that I think is a big part. And then honestly, Dan, I think another huge part, uh, even if he's not a hundred percent, was getting Colton Pareko back for a lot of these games. That just really helps settle things down on the defensive side of things. Blues play-by-play broadcaster Chris Kerber joining us here on 101 ESPN. And Kerber's another thing I look at. You, of course, have guys like Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Jordan Bennington, guys you need to rely on stepping up and really helping this team. But then you have Sammy Blay, Jordan Cairo, Robert Thomas. A lot of these young guys also ascending at the right time for the Blues. Well, and that was the key to the whole season. I mean, if you really look at it, when you consider the changes that the Blues had Roster-wise, you were transitioning that middle core. You still had a lot of your top guys, but you were transitioning that middle core. And and so you needed Zach Sanford, Sammy Blay, Robert Thomas, Jordan Cairo, Vince Dunn, you know, those guys primarily to really step up and absorb some bigger minutes and make a bigger impact. And for the better part of the first half of this season, they didn't do that. In some cases with Robert Thomas, it was injury. Now, Cairo did at the very beginning. Then he stalled, obviously, over a 
about a 15-game window after Vladimir Tarasenko came back and, and Kairou was moved down the line, they've kind of rediscovered some of that chemistry and they've rediscovered some of that uh, their abilities there to really make a difference. And, and it has helped. Sammy Blay goes from being a healthy scratch to playing on the top line with Ryan O'Reilly and has been impactful ever since he got into the lineup, no matter where Craig Berube has used him. You know, now you've had Zach Sanford as a healthy scratch for a few games. He was back the last two. You know, they're going to need more out of that in that sense. So those middle guys, if they're going to find any success once they get to the playoffs, they're going to have to get some performances like from those middle guys and those younger guys. Uh, Thomas, 21. Kairu, 22. Sammy Blay, 24. You know, all those those youthful players are going to make a difference and have to make a difference the way this roster is constructed. And like you said, the good news is in, in, in the last two weeks, they, they've done that, and you hope they can continue it. The game against Colorado when the Blues are down 2 nothing in the first and it looks like they're left for dead, and Ryan O'Reilly just says we're not going to lose. I, is that the difference in the season right there? Yeah, Craig Berube challenged his leadership going into that game. If, if you remember some of the quotes, you know, he talked about that. You know, we, we just our, our leaders need to lead. And he just, he went into beast mode and just put the team on his back. And, you know, there, there's more to it. That first goal that he scored, the one that deflected in off of Devon Taves, he, he won the puck twice for Nathan McKinnon. But what also made that play happen was finishing a line change. Braden Shen came down that wall and was able to jam the puck free out of the corner where O'Reilly got to it and then threw it to the front of the net. Um, I mean, guys just follow him into the battle. And when you talk to, uh, Justin Falk, Braden Shea. You talk to so many other of these guys about Ron O'Reilly. They're like, you have no choice but to follow him because he's the hardest working guy out there. And when that starts to happen and guys start to feel responsible, uh, responsible for each other, they start to say, man, I can't let that guy down because look at what he's bringing. That starts to permeate through an entire room. So, yeah, I think, Dan, that, that, that's an absolute swing game that without a shred of doubt helped them immensely going through those three games in, uh, in Minnesota after that one. Blues and Ducks tonight, pregame starting at 6 p.m. with Alex Ferrario. And then Chris Kerber and Joey Vitale are going to have all your action with the puck drop at 7 p.m. Kerb, so thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Have an awesome morning. Have a great week. Thanks, Kerbs. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.